Hello, fanciful friends. Hey, today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how to add a new pet or animal to your home or your farm. I'm going to talk more specifically about horses. Um, since here at Fanciful Farms, we are a horse rescue and we do bring in mostly special needs horses. Um, we do have um, a few horses without um, that without lacking um, normal abilities, but we more specifically bring in either horses that have been abused, um, horses that have um, been sent to a kill pen, or horses that um, have some spe specific handicaps. So. We're gonna talk a little bit about how to integrate a new animal. Um, it is difficult sometimes, and um, you know, there's no easy answer for any specific animal or um, or even breed or species, or and it, it does get difficult, and sometimes I think people kind of give up or it's the fear of not knowing, you know, what to do or how it's gonna work out. Um, that keeps them from maybe taking in a rescue or um, getting a new pet, something that maybe they think they want to do, but seems like a really daunting um, task to achieve without, you know, disrupting your life too much. And then, you know, you want to make sure that you do the animal of service by taking them in and you want to succeed. So let's talk a little bit about that since we've done, you know, we've taken in several different types of animals, everything from dogs to chickens, but um, like I said, we're going to talk most specifically about horses because, you know, that's most often what we rescue and take in here. So I just wanted to kind of maybe give you an overview and, you know, remember that it's going to vary, obviously, um, for every or any animal and any situation in home because everything's going to be a little bit different. You're not going to know the past of this um, animal generally, uh, especially if you're adopting it maybe out of a shelter or even, um, you know, from a kill pen or even another rescue. Um, a lot of times, you know, their past is pretty sketchy, um, a little bit shady. So it make, that makes it even more difficult when you don't know what kind of challenges you're up against and kind of the mindset of this animal. So I guess the first thing that I would tell you and the most important um, thing is patience. It takes a lot, a lot of patience. So, you know, obviously it takes kindness and you kind of have to be understanding, but I think patience is just huge. And that is sometimes the most difficult thing to have because, you know, we all want to bring that cute, cuddly new animal home and, and love on it and have it be part of our family and have it be happy and just kind of fit right in. And then, you know, a lot of times we're just so disappointed when that, that just doesn't happen. So um, there are ways to keep yourself from that disappointment. And I think, um, you know, the most important thing is patience and, and give it time and space. So when we bring um, a new horse in, we don't ask really anything of the horse for quite some time. And it, the length of time varies um, from horse to horse. So if you followed along, you know that we brought in Olivia. You know about my book, Saving Olivia. Um, that was about um, bringing in a severely abused and handicapped horse um, in that had, you know, just 
had a pretty horrendous life and came in um, with um, a lot of health issues. She was starved and then she had, um, you know, severe handicap um, with her, her front legs. Uh, so, you know, she already had huge challenges. And, um, you know, one being that she was extremely frightened of people and had no idea um, if she could trust you or who she could trust. And, and that takes a really long time to build back um, that trust. You know, some animals will never fully um, trust, but some some will, and some do it quicker than others. And, and it, you know, it happens in steps over time and with space. And so we gave her a lot of space. Um, you know, we brought her in, and, and like I said, we didn't expect anything of her. And when I first bring an animal in, I, they need to decompress. And that doesn't mean that you have to shut them away and, and not um, pay any attention to them, but it does mean that they need a safe, um, quiet space. And in the case of a horse, um, a stall works out really well, or maybe a small paddock um, where the animal feels really comfortable. And then, you know, you just kind of be in that space. So obviously you feed the animal and offer it all the necessary things from, you know, the fresh water and the feed, plenty of treats, you know, things that, that they need from you um, to, to survive and, and make them feel good and comforted. Um, but you also want to give them some space and, and maybe just be in that space. So keep things, you know, relatively quiet and simple. Um, maybe keep guests and things to a minimum. You know, if you have children, you might want to just kind of let them be aware of that for a little while. You know, the context needs, needs to be, you know, quiet and very relaxed and calm. Kids tend to get, you know, excited and they have a lot of energy. And sometimes that just escalates things. Um, and especially when you're dealing with a horse, you know, it, it could be a dangerous situation if the horse um, gets too excited or, or upset so you want to just keep things kind of calm into a minimum um, you can even sit in the space you want to maybe have if you want to have some treats on you and if the horse wants to take a treat from you great if the horse does come up to you I would definitely um, reward them either with a pet or a treat but you'll also want to just kind of give them a little bit of space and let them choose and that helps you know that helps they get used to you they get used to your presence your smell and then also it's on their terms and um, you know horses are fight-or-flight uh, animals which means that um, the more that you pursue them or chase them uh, sometimes the more that they will um, retreat from you or, or run away so it's important to not do that and to just give them the opportunity to um, set a little bit of the terms. Now, obviously, if you bring in um, a horse that is, um, you know, maybe dangerous, then you wouldn't want to do it maybe inside uh, their pen or their, or their stall. You'd want to do it, you know, safely on the outside. But you just have to give it a lot of time, a lot of time, a lot of space, you know, comfort, offer them comfort um, and just be very, very patient. So that's the first, I think, and most important thing that you need to remember. Don't expect to bring them home and ride them right away or, you know, show them off to all your friends and 
do all these things. And for some horses that might be okay and that might work out, especially if they haven't come from, you know, abusive situation or they haven't been through an ordeal of maybe being dumped at an auction and then, um, you know, not knowing anyone there. They may have been through several auctions. You know, some horses that does happen. They People buy them and because you really don't know anything about them generally, they may not fit and so they go and they dump them at another auction. So, you know, it's it's difficult and they've been probably hauled to your facility um, either by you or somebody else. And so there's a lot of strangeness, a lot of um, scary situations and, and they don't really know what's going to happen next or who to trust. So they really need that, that comfort and um, just that space to kind of decide that everything is okay and that you're okay and they just need time before you start asking um, things of them and, and for them to perform. So um, once you get past that, and you know, for some horses, you know, they may decompress in a few days and, and be ready for things. You can always brush them and, you know, obviously pet them, maybe get them used to your presence of touching. Uh, you can try some of the natural horsemanship um, programs where you play uh, a few different um, games with them and try to desensitize a little bit. Um, once they've kind of um, relaxed in your space, you could try some of that. And some of them, you know, it may only take a short time, you know, a few days, a few weeks. But others, you know, it may take a really long time. It could take months. Sometimes it'll even take years to really get them to the point where they are really comfortable and, you know, kind of feel like, oh, it's okay. This is okay. I'm okay. You're okay. And, you know, things are going to work out. I know in the case of Olivia, um, it has taken her roughly two years to really get to the point where she is comfortable. Um, she's not afraid when new people come. She's willing to come up and, and take a treat. She's, you know, she's curious. She's anxious to come up and, and see people. She feels good. She's starting to be even assertive um, with the other horses that she's with. And I keep my um, special needs or special ability horses together. And then I keep my other horses that don't have um, any issues or def deficits in another space. And sometimes I'll let them come together a little bit if I'm supervising, but for the most part, I try to keep like abilities and sizes together so that there's not, you know, a lot of threat or um, risk of injury. So she's, she's quite comfortable and she's really become kind of the little herd boss or queen in her little group. But it really took almost two years. And, you know, you think, oh my gosh, you know, how am I going to wait? But you have small triumphs along the way. So it's not like everything's just bad and she's running from you the whole time and then boom, you know, all of a sudden she's decided, oh yeah, I like you. Um, it happens slowly and you have those little celebrations and triumphs along the way um, until you got to the point of where you think, yes, this is my horse, you know, and you can really connect and uh, start to live more of, you know, what you had maybe envisioned or anticipated um, with the new horse. It's great to rescue these horses and to bring in maybe horses that maybe didn't have the best life or the best owners. 
and you know give them what they deserve however I always you know try to tell people that you should keep in mind that when you rescue any type of animal whether it's a dog or or you know a cat or a horse or anything um, there's probably it's going to be a little bit harder um, there are going to be some challenges and there may be some limitations of things that will never quite be maybe what you thought if you brought in you know a dog that or, or a horse that was just lived a great life or that was a puppy or a, a, you know a young foal that um, you know didn't hadn't seen mistreatment and kind of had their whole life ahead of them for you to kind of like um, shape and mold uh, their thinking so it's going to be a little bit different there might be limitations um, but then there might not too so you just have to kind of be patient and willing to um, give in to a little bit and you know it's kind of a give and take thing and there are some sacrifices that you you might make um, by doing that but the rewards are great and you know just the fact that bringing um, giving second chances you know bringing in these animals and giving them like I said what they deserve and and a second chance is you know there's so much reward in that and it really is a, a special um, just a special time and quite often they are so thankful that uh, they give back way more than you know what they receive from you so I would highly recommend it, but I would recommend it with caution. I would say that it's not always for everyone. If you are getting this uh, horse um, for a young child, like a like you want to you want a riding you know pony for your your child, you want their first horse. Uh, you you know you want them to learn to ride. I would be very careful, very cautious when bringing in uh, a rescue because. Chances are, and, and most likely, you're really not going to know how good they ride or what kind of history they have. You can hire a trainer if you yourself aren't experienced enough for that. But uh, you, you just you're not sure. You know, you're, you're not sure what what uh, demons they might have faced. Or and horses are very spiritually connected, and so their thinking is is a little different than maybe what you're used to with say you know a dog um, I would liken them a little more well I would say a little more of a, a wild animal or even um, on the level where you know a cat kind of thinks a little different than a dog a dog just wants to be super obedient and horses do to a certain degree because you know they're meant to be of service to people but they also have that other side of them that kind of has a very independent thinking and um, I swear they know what you're thinking so they kind of know what's going on before you do or before you realize and uh, sometimes that's good sometimes not so good but you're you are if you're gonna get a riding course you're you're putting your life to some degree in their hands or in their on their backs and uh, so you want to be careful uh, if you're very experienced and you know you can handle that great but getting a rescued horse for a child may take some a lot of time it may be better off to do a younger horse and maybe get a trainer uh, so that you make sure that 
you're not going to put your child in danger or yourself even and then also you know if you're maybe you're getting a miniature horse maybe you're getting maybe you're rescuing an elderly horse just to be a companion or a pet and I highly highly recommend that because I think horses get shortchanged in the fact that we think they need a job and we think that they have to perform a task or something you know they have to be rideable they you know what good are they and so often they get dumped once they are no longer rideable and that's such a shame because they have so much more to give um, you know just just their company and, and you being able to brush them and take care of them and it's you know it's great for kids it's great for kids to learn and and I just I love spending time with my horses um, you don't have to just have a purpose for them they don't just have to be rideable or you know something tangible like that to where you feel like they're they're giving back a service they can just give back just like a dog would you know their companionship so that's you know that's an important thing too if, you, if you're looking to do that then you have less stipulations you're not as worried about you know a horse that's super sound that doesn't have any um, issues with their legs maybe hasn't foundered at all before when you're looking to get a riding horse there's so many other things to consider because they have to be able to perform but if you're looking for a horse just maybe to retire an older horse uh, to bring it to your home as a pasture ornament and for you to love on then there's a lot less uh, requirements that they have to and hurdles that they have to encounter and it's a lot easier to bring in a rescue for that as well not to say that you can't bring in rescues to ride you definitely can and there's some really great horses and talented horses and ponies out there um, that are just fantastic but maybe you know you just want to be a little bit more cautious and then think about what kind of training once you've gotten the animal comfortable and to where it you know it feels like it has some trust and you can you know you can do some training with the horse so those are things to remember and consider but like I said it, it really boils down to your time and patience and you're gonna need a lot of it to be able to get what you really want and it's important to do that because you don't want to redump this horse you know you don't want to rehome this horse really bad things happen to horses that um, don't serve a purpose or that people don't see value in and um, if you're just kind of perpetuating that by um, taking in the horse and trying it out and then redumping it when it isn't exactly what you want then you're just um, adding adding to the misery for that horse and just adding to the whole um, problem that we have with horses with horses just being um, cast out and um, dumped and you know given away or dumped at a sale because they no longer suit somebody's needs they want a bigger better faster horse you know so think about it um, but you know don't be afraid because it just takes a little bit of your patience and time and you get so much more out of them than than what you give you really do and I'll tell you it's amazing to go in and um, rescue an animal whether it's a horse or a dog 
or even a chicken. We've even done it with a rooster that was in really um, terrible, terrible condition. And to see what you can do with some time and some love and some good nutrition, uh, it's amazing. It is just absolutely amazing and kind of addicting, I guess, I would say, <laughs> at least for me. You know, you, you, you kind of get addicted to that feeling of, wow, look what I did. I mean, look how this animal was when I brought him in and they were miserable and they were sick and unhealthy and wow, look at them now. And it really is kind of an addicting um, feeling and, you know, it, it does get kind of addicting to where you think, oh, what can I save next? So it really is worth it. But I just, you know, I, I always want people to think long and hard about, you know, can you do it? Do, is this what you want to do? And, you know, even if you're not sure, but you think, well, I'm going to give it, you know, every ounce of energy I have and I'm going to give it the time and the patience, then I say, you know, go for it. It's better than letting these animals uh, suffer and, and not have the home that they do. So, you know, in the case of Olivia, it's been so worth it. And it, I'm amazed at her every day, at how well she's done. You can probably hear the noise in the background. There's chickens and guineas and peacocks and all sorts of animals that think they need to be heard whenever I'm talking. <laughs> so... But that's the segment for today. Um, we will, you know, we have many more um, rescue stories here. Aside from Olivia, we have a recent horse, Willow, who uh, we brought in from a kill pen, and she recently foaled. Um, she had a new baby, a new filly, and her baby's name is Little Wren. She's very tiny, very cute. She's doing fantastic. She's kind of the color almost of little wrens and uh we're just so happy and thankful that uh that it all worked out and it's it's been so worth it it was a kind of long and tedious uh road waiting for her to have uh wren we, we weren't sure when she was going to fall we we didn't have a date and so there were a lot of sleepless nights and uh because willow came in with some health issues of her own including um, she was her very underweight, and we had to build her back up. She also has um, a protozoal infection called EPM, and that was uh, has kept her from being able to uh, ambulate properly. Her her back legs are weak, and uh, she's unable to run, and so that was a whole other issue. We had to keep her separated from the other horses, even the special ability horses that have dwarfism and that, you know, have maybe crooked legs and different things, but they were still way more able and um, faster than what, you know, Willow was. So they, they could outrun her and it was just a scary situation for her. And she must have seen all kind of bad things. Um, she was really, really frightened and unsure and totally distrusting. And she is now starting to build back trust um, she's loving being a mom she's no longer alone she has you know a little companion and she's doing you know fabulous with that so we're super happy and you know it's been a worthwhile journey and we'll talk more about her and her journey and um, how she has done and how things are progressing we will start treatment on her this week for her uh, EPM for her infection and 
we're hoping that we'll be able to uh, make some headway on that as well. So if you uh, follow along and uh, listen to our future podcasts, we'll have more information. We'll do some, I'll do some more group podcasts. Right now I'm here alone. I'm planting my garden out here at, while uh, doing the podcast for you, trying to uh, get a, kill a couple uh, birds with one stone, so to speak, and get a few things done. So we do everything here from bees to... Um, chickens to some more exotic birds uh, to um, our horses and, and goats and uh, you know we've got kind of a a full farm here right now a busy farm it takes most of my waking hours here and um, but I love it and wouldn't trade it for the world and the rescues are you know my biggest passion and also um the most worthwhile and rewarding part of it. So everybody have a wonderful, wonderful summer. It's finally started. And please check back for future podcasts. I'll try to be a little more regular with my podcast here. Uh, we got pretty busy for a while, but um, we're going to come back at it and try to help with any, um, any type of things that maybe will help other people reach out and rescue and also be great um, animal and pet owners, whether it's on the farm or in your home. So everybody out there, take care and tune in to Fanciful Farming Podcasts. And also you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Fanciful Farming. Take care, everybody, and we'll be back at you soon. Bye-bye.